Hi, everyone, and welcome to the May 27, 2019 edition of the Colorful Plates podcast. Thank you for tuning in and happy Memorial Day. Per usual, we have our weather update and market reports for you. Bryn also spoke with the executive chef, Guillaume D'Angio, from the Chart House in Monterey, California. I spoke with Hannah Ricci, a sustainability specialist who's part of the Greener Fields Together team, aka GFT, which is ProAx Sustainability Department, about their new supply chain waste initiative and about how to be sustainable in the kitchen. Let's get started with the weather and market reports. California is expecting cold temperatures this week with wind and rain. Due to this, some commodities are suffering, including strawberries and Brussels sprouts. Mexico is experiencing seasonal temps throughout most of the growing regions. As far as the southeast U.S., they're experiencing very warm and dry conditions. Moving on to what's in peak season and market alerts. Strawberries are also still having a rough go. Heavy rain in Central California has decreased harvest and caused quality issues, mostly a short shelf life. All other berries are good to go, though. Raspberries, blueberries, and blackberries. Try a fresh fruit salad for your Memorial Day barbecue. As for cherries, California was hit with heavy rain this past week. The cherry harvest was looking to produce about 8 million cases, but now is only foreseeing about 1 million cases due to total crop loss. Supplies are going to be extremely limited and expensive. We're looking to the Pacific Northwest to start harvest in mid-June. Celery is having a hard time. Avoid use when possible. Quality is fair and price is extremely high. And for some good news, kale is thriving. And what better way to kick off a healthy summer than with a fresh green kale salad? Try adding pears or apples to add a little crunch. Specialty melons are on the rise. Add these to your fruit salad or cut into slices and wrap with prosciutto for the perfect appetizer. And that's a quick rundown of our peak season and market reports for the week. Be sure to check out the source provided weekly on ProAx's website for in-depth updates on a multitude of commodities. Bryn spoke with Chef Guillaume, who grew up in the south of France, where he learned to always use fresh ingredients to enhance the flavor of his dishes. What kind of produce, like vegetables and fruits, do you like to use? Uh, I, like, I like to use a maximum of uh, everything seasonal. Uh, when it's time to, uh, for the tomato, I like to buy the best tomato. When it's time to, for apple, I like to buy the apple. I just want to do like a seasonal, uh, kitchen. Nothing, uh, nothing else for have like, uh, the real flavor and, uh, of the fruit or the vegetable. It's very, uh, it's very essential for what we do here. Yeah. Why, why pick what's in season? I mean, what, what's sort of the benefit of doing that? Is you have the best flavor, uh, you have uh, uh, the best color. Uh, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing like a, if you buy a tomato in a, in the middle of uh, summer. It's nothing. It's nothing to compare when you buy a tomato from uh, uh, the store in uh, in December. I mean, the flavor is is thousand times better. Uh, that's why cooking with seasonal fruit and vegetable are very uh, essential. For chefs who are listening, you know, who, who want some ideas as to what, what vegetables to use right now, what, what would you tell them? I mean, that's a great idea to use the heirloom um, tomatoes for salsa. Do you have any other ideas of just how to use vegetables in this season? For my part, coming from uh, the south of France, uh, I, love, I love everything uh, like uh, uh, ratatouille or, or uh, Mix, uh, mix vegetable like this, you know, like, uh, 
with a pepper and um, eggplant. Uh, everything, yeah. Uh, if I have to, if I have to choose something to do right now, I, I will do uh, this, this kind of uh, uh, this kind of mix. Guillaume tells us he is most excited about his octopus carpaccio dish, which is served with a tomato radish salad and fried capers. Thank you, Chef Guillaume, for your insight. I interviewed Hannah Ricci from GFT about their supply chain waste initiative, and we talked about how chefs and kitchens can become more sustainable. So my role is uh, the sustainability specialist for ProAct. Um, and so what this is, is I, I cover the whole Southeast region. So that's working with local farms in the area, the distributors that are in that territory on sustainability improvements, um, operational or uh, increase in local farm procurement, all that sort of thing. And so then in addition to that, I specialize in zero waste. And so um, we have a, a supply chain waste initiative that we launched to reduce waste across the fresh food supply chain. So tell us a little bit about your supply chain waste initiative. In 2018, we launched our supply chain waste initiative. In the past, we had done surveys and they were self-assessments, much like Walmart does or any big re- retailer. And what we found is that a lot of people don't know how to track their their waste. Even, even, if, even if we asked them to, they didn't know what they were actually tracking or reporting, um, which made it just wildly inaccurate. Nobody really gives them steps to move forward. And so what we did is we created a, a program in conjunction with Measure to Improve which are uh, sustainability agricultural consultants. And the foundation of it starts with data tracking. So um, we, we work with them one-on-one. We roll out webinars and all of these resources, teaching them how to identify certain numbers on their invoices and where they don't have exact tonnages for their coals or landfill or recycling. We work with them on really, really exact estimations. And so not only with this foundation and data tracking and being able to see progress over time is we were able to roll out educational materials for them. So this is how to create a green team, how to conduct visual and physical audits, um, how to calculate the financial and environmental impact of waste reduction. So by kind of being able to educate and collaborate with them and, and give them ideas and resources, um, we're able to, to move that needle towards sustainability a lot faster than if we were A, either serving them or B, just demanding things from them. What can chefs do to be more strategic in the kitchen regarding sustainability? You know, I think one really great example is we were working with a, uh, a restaurant and so their, their bar was using just the, the rinds of oranges for their, their cocktails. And then the kitchen was using just the orange juice and then discarding the rest uh, because that wasn't important to them. And so just by opening those lines of communication, you would essentially be uh, drastically reducing your your waste to landfill and your operational costs associated with that. And, uh, you know, potentially food costs, there's so many things that can go into it just by getting the right people in the room and figuring out how to utilize everything that you're receiving. If a chef is really able to adopt this mentality and and capture everything that they're using, I think they would see huge uh, changes in their business. And then in the sense of why they should care to be sustainable, I think, you know, that's what customers want. And that's what consumers are looking for these days. And so even if they're not demanding that of their restaurants right now, it's 
it, it's a it's a it's a huge factor, and it only um, pushes you towards where where the rest of the industry is going, and sets you apart from your competition. So, capturing all of that that data around your waste and and sustainability in general, and being able to share that with your customers is huge for chefs. Definitely. It, it definitely will set them apart. And it's it's not, I don't want to say it's a trend because it's it shouldn't be labeled as a trend, but I think it is at this point. It's it's something that's needed. Right. So it's, it's kind of twofold where it's not only a trend that we're seeing, but that's just the way that the world is turning. And, um, you know, it's something to, to get ahead of now. And there's so many companies out there that you can work with on to, to recycle your organic waste and they'll turn it into compost for farms in the community. And so just being proactive about exploring those options and looking at the cost, because I think people are surprised by how often those costs come in at less than what they're currently doing with their waste. Thank you, Hannah, for being on the podcast today. All right, guys, that's all for this week. Thank you, Chef Guillaume and Hannah. Be sure to tune in Thursday for Chef Guillaume's full interview. As always, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend and a relaxing holiday. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. And as always, stay fresh.